Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'll be the host of this here podcast, the Ted Smith, the greatest podcast in all the land, all the land, the original, the only the podcast. All right, <laughs> down there in the t- or up there in the top left, somewhere down in Austin, he's got the guns out. Goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Uh, I'm not going to lie. Shares of the podcast are in the shitter, boys. All I can say is buy Bitcoin and let's go. <laughs> Whoa, that's not good. <laughs> I well, know now that we've like... found out there's another fake the podcast masquerading as us, you know? <laughs> all right, back to down there in the bottom square, get the studio all set up. Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, boys. Good to see you both. Missed you last week. Yeah, same thing. All right, so Matt, you were just telling a quick story about buying a pair of pants out of a trunk at an In-N-Out Burger. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, nice. I haven't done it in years, but I was uh, there was a period in my life where I bought a few things out of trunks, like golf clubs, colognes, <laughs> shirts, <laughs> stereo equipment. <laughs> I never bought the stereo equipment equipment, but that was always that was always a big. A big uh, thing. There was always a guy with a van that had stereo equipment. But I mean, I remember I bought a, I bought, and this was before I was ever a soccer fan. I bought a, a knockoff cologne called Arsenal, and it was like a silver little grenade. And you like pulled the pin, and then you could spray it on yourself. But I mean, my old roommate DB, like we swore by that stuff. Like we wore it all the time. <laughs> Brings in the ladies. It's always funny looking back on like young cologne use, you know. Oh yeah, I don't like. Is it just we got old, or is cologne culture not as big as it was? I honestly don't even talk to anybody who's like dating age, so I don't know. But I feel like a couple brands that you know people on this listening to this cast will remember: Polo, Ralph Lauren, Sport, Aqua de Joe, Calvin Klein. So, all right, so Guess was the first one I had. Guess, wow, and then yeah. Polo Sport was massive in high school. Huge, yeah. the biggest, the blue bottle, the biggest. Oh, yeah. You had to wear that. But I mean, also, like, I don't do it often, but there's still times I'll put a little spritz on if I'm going out. It's like a nice place. Is a Miyake. Oh, yeah. That was that was the last one I used to buy. So wild. <laughs> I'm like, Matt's just looking at it. It's like not a cologne guy, huh? No, I still rock cologne. I, I right. um, yeah, I, I was thinking about how to broach the subject. It's actually like the most, uh, luxurious indulgence that i have it's like three hundred dollars a bottle stuff um, oh luckily i found it at costco for like 220 for a big bottle and i jumped on it um but it's actually a unisex fragrance um i think it's rose 31 by this brand called le labo which is like this like high-end artisan you know fra- fragrance maker um and I think the cologne game, like, because when I was researching it, when I was running low on it before I found that Costco deal, I did a lot of research on the cologne game. I think it's as big as ever, and it's more fractured, almost like beer, like micro brews. Like, there's a lot of brands making, you know, their own thing that I'd never heard of. That I was just like, what is going? On? Like, I remember Michael Jordan. I remember all the ones that you guys listed. Um, 
Adidas move was like the drugstore one that like I had in middle school that I liked. Um, and... Our car. Oh, your car, dude. I forgot. Yeah. About that one. <laughs> I remember like being 1920, like everybody had a bottle of that in their car. Car Noir. Well, Axe, Axe Body Spray, I feel like was also like a run and gun drugstore type, uh, you know, yeah. cologne slash deodorant. Oh, trust me. When I first moved to Seattle, I was big on the Axe. <laughs> I was always using those things to cover up the smell of weed and cigarettes. Dude, I'll say this. All colognes include. I don't know what my lifetime spent on cologne is, but it has not helped me get laid once. That's what I'd like to tell young people out there. I don't know that I could say it's helped me gotten laid, but there, when people are like, "Man, you smell good," like that's a very nice compliment. That does that that does feel good. Yeah, and I'm just a weirdo. I think that's like one of the worst insults when people are just like, "You stink." Like, oh god, <laughs> I don't want to be stinky guy. Like, for instance, when I was moving, my buddy was helping me one day, and I guess the night before I'd been wearing this hoodie and kind of sweating and didn't really think about it. Then we put it on, and we got in his car, and I'm like. Oh, I stink, don't I? And he's like, I would take that off after we drop off this last load. I was like, yep, yep. <laughs> just kind of grabbed a hoodie that was laying on the ground. Like, ah, it's just the worst. Uh, Dang, dude, I am that guy because I don't have a sense of smell almost at all. And so like regularly, 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 I will just smell awful and have no idea. Oh, yeah. Somebody, a friend or a girlfriend, somebody's got to step up and just be like, no, dude, you rake. Because for instance, yeah. uh, Steve Miggs. He has a weird sense of smell. He can't smell very good. So I remember you. I mean, this was this had to be 12, 13 years ago, probably longer. He picked he picks me up and he'd come from band practice. And he's like, dude, just be honest. Do I stink? I'm like, you do. You need to put on deodorant. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I was just back in uh, Maryland visiting people, went through the sacred halls of uh, DeMatha, saw all that. Uh, also, speaking of DeMatha, I was happy to meet the new Mike Jones, our basketball coach. And then I wanted to give a buddy to a guy I went to high school with, Matt Swope. Just became the head coach at Maryland Baseball. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, he'd been, he played there. He'd been at that program for years. Like, good for you, Swope. And he's, I mean, probably one of the most attractive people I've ever known in my life. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Good for you, Swope. <laughs> good for the other Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh so i was back east and i went to a specific restaurant right called nick's fish house on the patuxent river so we get there i timed it out bad it's saturday afternoon 45 minutes to an hour wait right where are you guys on waiting for restaurants go ahead matt 45 minutes is a tough tough one to stomach um you know if it's like in an area where I can like go for a little walk, you know, and they send me a text, that's nice. But sometimes I still miss the text, um, you know, but if you're just sitting in their little waiting room or out front for 45 minutes, that's a long way to pass 45. It yeah, is. honestly, I feel like my upper limit is about 15 to 20 minutes. I don't have a ton of patience for it. I, you know, combined with that lack of a sense of smell, when you can't smell, you know, you can't taste very well. So all restaurants are, I don't want to say equal to me, but they are similar. And I get just as much joy from uh, Wendy's Deluxe Double Stack as I do from whatever the greatest burger is in your city. So, yeah, I'm not not big on waiting. All right. So I'm with you. Generally, I'm not a sit like generally 45 minutes. I'm like, no sweat. We'll just go somewhere else. But where this place is in like on the river, like there's not much else around it. Plus, I was taking my buddy from here. He had never been to a place like this. 
and I was taking my mom out for like her birthday. Hmm. Yeah, so you're it was very, very committed. specific. Right. But you're right. You're just sitting outside in the sun. But I, after like 10 minutes, I was like, you know what? Screw this. Like, I'm just going to walk into the bar, get a couple beers, <laughs> get a drink for my mom. Classic Ted. Right? <laughs> so that kind of that kind of helped pass the time. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's a sunny afternoon, 2 p.m. It's a famous uh, seafood joint in Baltimore. Like it was packed. And there's just... Sean was like, why don't we just go somewhere else? I'm like, dude, there's nothing else down here in this part. It's right by the Under Armour uh like campus. So it's just Under Armour in this one restaurant. Oh yeah, it's Max <laughs> Planck Town. Yeah. So generally I wouldn't, but I was like, all right, I can wait. Like my mom was in the shade. I'm like, we'll be fine. We could we could <laughs> sit here. in the shade like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's just dead. <laughs> also, Matt, I'll appreciate this as somebody that lived in Baltimore for a minute, like. I go outside and there's these two older dudes. They're like, look at that car, man. And it was a Bentley, but it was all, uh, you know, blacked out, murdered out. And then it had yellow cat eyes on the front oh. of it. Yeah, it was kind of I was looking. I was like, that looks like a cat. So he's like, well, they are cat eyes. And I was like, yep, yep. It's a good wow. point. Like, I thought it looked pretty badass. But you know, these older guys like wonder whose it is. I'm like, I don't know. It's a famous seafood joint with a huge deck and ball. Baltimore like could be a player just might be somebody who's rich could be the creator of Under Armour next star yeah yeah could be a, it could have been a raven eye it could be one of the ravens because they have that little yellow eye in some of their stuff right that's not a bad call yeah I don't know that's I mean who knows <laughs> what do I know I was laughing he was like man how do all these bars have like Under Armour shirts I'm like Dude, just look to your left. That's literally their campus. Like it's such <laughs> yeah. a big, you know what I mean? It's like you live in Maryland. Like you, there's a good chance every half the show. I'm wearing an Under Armour shirt right now. <laughs> yeah, Old Bay Under Armour and a crazy ass flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd say that, and uh, yeah, you're right. Crazy, right? That's that's all the three essentials of uh, knowing somebody's from Maryland. Yeah, crab cakes and football, dude. I uh. There's a guy in our building and like I could tell because his dog, you know, his dog collar had that Maryland flag and it just it's so jarring visually that you do not miss it. Yeah, like two weeks ago when I was at Pub League, I was telling the coach, I was like, hey, I'm not going to be here next week taking a trip back to Maryland. And somebody goes, oh, are you from Maryland? And I just (laughs) the coach who I've played with, he goes, have you not noticed that he wears Maryland socks? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, right? and he was like yeah if you're not from there you wouldn't you wouldn't randomly pick those but like, these are pretty cool yeah seriously well and it's kind of interesting because it's like one of the few if only states where like people rock it you know like i don't have a bunch of like outside of sports it's not it's beyond outside of sports something that like reps the hometown i feel like most things that reference a place are like tourist shirts that say a town's name on it or something. That's like this flag that you just see all over the country. And I mean, cool. the only other state flag I see people just wear is Colorado's. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah that's pretty, pretty reasonable to see. Yeah. So I went back for my nephew's graduation, South Lakes High School. But ironically, they're Matt. They are the Seahawks. So, like, I was, <laughs> That's like, awesome. Go like, Hawks. Were, right. I wanted to be like, go Hawks. And they kept <laughs> saying stuff like when you're green and blue, like blah, blah, blah. And I sit next to Sean. I'm like, go Hawks. Uh, <laughs> also, man, I hadn't been to a public school graduation before. Wow. There's like 630 kids. I mean, you're you're locked in. 
Yeah, there's like seven Derek's alone, you know? Yeah. And like my I mean, my nephew's name obviously is Smith. It's like it took a while to get to him. And they're like, don't cheer for individual people. But people kept cheering. So like two names before him, I just say to like my cousin, her husband, and Sean, I was like, let's just as soon as they say his name, we are screaming. Yeah, I'm going wild. <laughs> wild. <laughs> so like the other row is like my brother, my mom and sister, like my sister-in-law's family. But, you know, my brother's a administrator. He's a principal in that school district. So he's got to be cool. We we absolutely just woo, like just screaming. <laughs> they were like, yeah, thanks for that. I was like, yeah, look, everybody else was doing it. We had to jump in and show CJ a little love. Yeah, why? that's crazy to me that they don't want people doing that. I think it's awesome to support your kid or a family member. It is. It's just a time thing because it was at George Mason University, and I didn't realize this. They run like four of those graduations a day. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah, also, that... the concessions were open, which I was like, oh, hell yeah. like halfway through, I was like, man, we should have got some nachos. Some dude walked by with three orders of nachos. Like, what are we thinking? <laughs> Pop off and get a dog real quick. They're still like around Phillips. You know, they won't be to Smith for a while. <laughs> <laughs> dude, like, it was. There was uh do you guys know that <laughs> Dude, that's song? a great event for you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what, it was tough because I had taken the red eye, only slept for like 90 minutes, and then oh. we're just sitting there. I was like, I'm gonna fall asleep. But I think it's Luke Bryan. You know that song, like one margarita, two margarita, three mm-hmm. margaritas. So there's like one kid, his last name is Margarita. Sean and I kind of elbow each other, like one margarita. And then like the set, like by the time there was a third margarita, we both were just like shots. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else my family was like do you guys hear margaritas like oh i heard them loud and clear that's awesome <laughs> yeah it was it was it was a very fun time have you guys ever seen a hypnotist live yeah dude you and i are on the same freaking wavelength no or yes i have and they're awesome i've been talking about hypnotists lately go ahead okay so i haven't but i was talking to my nephew and they have like these all night uh, grad parties, right? Basically, it's almost like a festival they put on inside the high school so that the kids aren't out drinking or doing drugs or whatever. So it's like they have all these events and everything. And it goes to like 3.30 in the morning. But the big deal is they have this hypnotist. So like, you know, like I'm popping beers and he keeps talking about it. And by the time he left, I'm like, God damn it. I was like, Chris, let's just use your pole. And, get us into this. Like, I want to see this hypnotist now. I'm like, everybody's like, you never seen one. I'm like, no. And they're like, Oh, it's awesome. And like, I guess like one kid was like supposed to be Bruno Mars or whatever. So he wasn't singing, but then like it's other people on stage is like, just dance. Like he's Bruno Mars and they're all going crazy. So somebody just said, the funny thing is the kid doesn't remember doing it, but like the next day they see him somewhere and it's like, Oh, it's Bruno Mars. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, hypnotists are crazy, man. Wait, I can't believe. Have you ever seen one online or anything? I mean, I'm familiar with hypnotists, but I just I haven't gone to a show and watched a hypnotist. Yeah, yeah, I got you. There's a there's one in Boston, this sort of famous one who does like semi sexual stuff. You know what I mean? He'll be like, you're like a 17 year old girl, like, uh, you know, on your first like uh, date out or whatever, like just crazy stuff. And I was talking to I went to this meetup two weeks ago and I was talking to this girl who just left the medical practice. She's a doctor of internal medicine. And I was like, she, for some reason was talking to me about hypnotism. And I was like, is hypnotism real? And she was like, Oh yeah. She's like, I'm, I left medicine to study hypnotism. And I was like, 
That wow. is wild to me. So I actually have a call with her tomorrow. She's been having me do these like little, I don't know what they're called, hypnoses, a uh, little, I don't know, little guided meditation things. And she claims you can like really make some some big changes to your subconscious, which I actually would believe now that I've looked into it more. But yeah, hypnotism's wild. I mean, I knew somebody that they swear by it first, smoking cigs. They were like, I just couldn't quit them. And then I went to see a hypnotist and eventually quit them. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense if you think about like, you know, your, I don't know, your neurons and like your neural pathways and rewiring how those things are firing together, those grooves. But it seems like it would take a long time. But yeah, I have seen people just get hypnotized in a moment, you know, and that's that's pretty crazy, too. But yeah, God, I would love to see a hypnotist. Yeah, I mean, I think it's now on my to do list, like between my brother and my nephew talking up how great this hypnotist was. I was like, Jesus, all right, I got to go see this. And I feel like it's not just a thing you can kind of pop into, you know, like you don't hear about like just hypnotist shows. I think they mostly do like events for like schools and for, you know, church groups and stuff like that. Or maybe not church groups. Maybe that's devil worship. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, hey, on Thursday at the show box, come see this hypnotist. Right. And I'm sure there's like a famous one, right? Like, I don't know. The guy in Boston's pretty famous. I can't remember his name, but people would know him. Yeah, I want to say there's like a famous like Daniel the hypnotist or something. So, but you're right. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't see a lot of ads. I'm sure once in a while there's one of those shows, but that that would be pretty cool to see. Oh yeah, and there's like hypnotherapists now too. That'd be kind of crazy. So everything I got was like sex addiction hypnosis when I Google it. Interesting. Now you'd be all right, Tiger Woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right the last thing before we break matt i know you're a golf guy cobb i'm assuming you haven't seen this yet did matt did you see what happened at the end of the uh i don't know the canadian open yeah. over the weekend yeah that was hilarious um, so cobb a canadian dude wins the canadian open or i don't know what whatever it just it had been a long time since the canadian had won there's another pro golfer who's his buddy who runs out on the green with a bottle of champagne and a security guard at the golf course i mean just takes five giant steps lowers his shoulder and just a clean like good tackle tracks him right but it's everybody's like oh dude what are you doing like he's a broke he played he's, he was just on this green like an hour ago <laughs> oh my god he just got trucked well i mean that is the security guard's job but dang that's wild yeah, I saw a news story that said Canada's going to put it in their like golf hall of fame. The champagne bottle he was spraying. When he, <laughs> I mean, put it to you this way: I haven't seen somebody outside of pads make a tackle like that since Terry Tate off his linebacker. <laughs> oh, dude, I remember Terry Tate, man! Wow, yeah, yeah those were good commercials. Um, yeah, somebody was saying that um, uh, that like uh, someone like like won a spot onto the PGA and then they end up getting like eighth or something. Matt, do you know anything about this? I played in a scramble the other day and everybody was talking about it. You mean a few weeks ago? Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. And now he's like maybe going to be on the tour. Yeah. What was the whole situation? Yeah. This guy, Michael block, uh, he's like a tour pro or like a PGA pro, like a teaching professional, um, at a golf club. And, uh, he was able to play in that tournament. And then, uh, like won his way into being able to play it, but there's a track for teachers in in that specific major, and he yeah he just stayed even par. Everyone else kept 
falling apart and he was like in the top 10 like the whole time and then he finished top 15 and like by the end of the weekend the whole you know golfing world was like in love with him because it's just those guys on tour are so good and he's you know not um so he broke all sorts of records for that and ended up finishing 15th and now i think he's in like he's gonna be in like three more tournaments this year uh and like picked up some sponsorships so it was just a cool story for a guy who's like you know kind of grinding uh you know the day-to-day golf industry and isn't one of those like touring pros finishing 10th and or 15th in a major and being top 10 most of the time was yeah that was a fun weekend i love that that like somebody just seeing their shot and shooting it yeah (laughs) it's basically how john daly got so famous was he wasn't on the tour but he qualified for the u.s open and I can't remember if he wins or finishes like fourth. Either way, he does really well and then ends up getting his tour card and stuff and just a big hitter. But I mean, that's what's kind of cool about the U.S. Open. Like, n- n- no offense, like none of us could qualify for it because we're not that good. <laughs> but like you're a scratch golfer. You can go try to qualify for it. and You might make it. Yeah. Yeah, that is wild. Well, and I've heard just from that, you can't like there's a bunch of steps to get on the tour. Apparently it's like incredibly incredibly difficult i mean that part's obvious but i think it's like you have to play really well a bunch of times to even get the shot one of my neighbors here is on the canadian tour and he uh he played for university of texas um and his roommate i guess is on the the pro tour and he's like it's just he's like there's so many guys just like within you know two strokes that are just like scratching and itching to try to get in there it's crazy I, yeah. I will say this. Sometimes I forget. Uh, I watch enough sports, but like the other day I was just watching like a video. I forget which club it was. It might have been might have been two guys from City or from Inter Milan over the weekend. But, you know, like, uh, you know, like that game with like basically like you you're playing catch with a soccer ball, but it can't touch the ground. Yeah, there's like, you know what I mean? And these guys are mm-hmm. doing it from like sideline to sideline. And they just, it doesn't matter how far off or whatever, like they can still just settle the ball down and the touch. I'm just like, yeah. And it's just like, you forget the level that pro athletes, whether it's golf, soccer, baseball, like you just kind of forget like, oh, they are, they are that good. Yeah. Dude, I'll always remember this is, yeah, they are that good. You, you know, you go to a Sounders game and you sort of watch these guys. I played soccer for probably, I don't know, almost 20 years, all said and done. And like, you know, I'm not a bad athlete, but not amazing. So just watching those guys, you're always looking and people are always like, yeah, man, I think I could play out there. Whatever you hear, like former athletes saying that. And I always look and I'm like, yeah, they're they're pretty damn good. I I don't think I could play. But then one day I was playing pickup soccer at uh, Arena Sports in Soto and a guy who didn't make the team came in like he just like, you know, kind of a, I don't know, like scruffy, like, you know, bubble candidate for like being on like not even the travel squad, but like being on the practice squad. And he just made a mockery of everyone there. He wasn't athletic at all, just (laughs) skill level alone. Like he wasn't even in good shape. Dude, he's this Australian guy, big old belly, an absolute mockery, boys. It was so humbling. You would not believe he could have beat our whole team by himself. And it's like, yeah, actually, like don't never tell them to pass the ball again. You know, like you're in the stands, like, why didn't he pass it? I can't believe he didn't pass it. You got to see that pass. And just like, honestly, 
You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last question. I said that was it for the break. Are you guys from your? You know the College World Series starting this yeah. week. Oh yeah. Okay, so there's a bar, and in, in the College World Series is Omaha, Omaha, Nebraska, Rosa Platt Stadium. If I had to guess, so there's a bar in Omaha that. <laughs> if I had, I don't know. I, I just, you know, <laughs> they hold a Jello shot challenge. To see which which team will drink the most Jello shots at their bar. Now, number one, it helps if your team is really good, so you're there for like the whole week and a half that the World Series goes on. But also, like, let's let's talk about some of the teams. All right, you got uh, uh, what is it? Stanford and Tennessee, and then Florida, TCU, LSU, Oral Roberts, Virginia, and Wake Forest. Wow. I mean, to me, this is just a battle between like the SEC teams. <laughs> like, all right, is it going to be Tennessee, Florida, or LSU? Yeah, that's what I was, honestly, yeah. There's that video of the guy with like, oh, that team's a dog. Like, those guys are all dogs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, look, it's not going to Stanford or Wake Forest. No offense, no disrespect. Wait, it, <laughs> Wake Forest is probably going to win the College World Series. They're just a machine, but like. Yeah, like I wait, and don't get me wrong. I I've been to Wake Forest for uh uh, what do you call them? A formal. I knew a girl that was in a sorority there. Like it's a fun school, but like they don't drink like they do at SEC schools. No, they have like academic standards. Wait, so is Texas involved or are they out? They're out. Hmm. Man, and what they were ranked number one. You guys were saying right? Wow. Were they that good this year? Uh, Maybe that was last year. I don't remember. I just remember I saw your brother at a game. Or I didn't yeah. see. I went to a game with your brother. Just, I will tell you this: Wake Forest, like it's baseball. Like when they advance through like the super regional and stuff, like they're hanging twenty some runs on teams, like on oh. the ray. They have like the best pitching staff in college baseball, and they absolutely rake. Wow. What's a? What's I don't know that much about baseball. Like how many guys go from college to the pros each year? You think like who actually end up playing in the pros? Not like you know AAA or whatever. I don't know it's tough because for baseball you could always get drafted out of high school mm. it's like when you look at most of the top guys like aren't going to play a, a lot of college because i think if you commit to a four-year university you got to stay three years oh so a lot but, of guys will just go from high school to the minors they'll go high school to the minors it's also why there's like community colleges in like Florida and Southern California that could beat a lot of D1 schools because guys yeah. will go there because they're not ready to go to the minor leagues, play like a year at a JUCO and then mm -hmm. just jump into the to the minor leagues. Yeah, that's, a, you know, there's always some programs like that. Not the <laughs> most academically rigorous. I respect it. <laughs> but yeah, I like that. The Jello shot challenge. I'm like, oh, that's that's all about the SEC schools. Dude, what I would like to see is if Oklahoma players drink at that bar or if it's like a thing they do to like honeypot all the out-of-town teams into like not playing well, you know? Oh, this is just for the fans. Oh, I thought you were talking about the literal teams. And I was like, that seems like it'd be tough to rack up a lot of jello shots if you got games that week. Oh, no. <laughs> if you're in the College World Series, you're not going out boozing at the bar. Well, dude, I this don't know, just man. For the fa no, no, I, I guess my bad. It's I don't know anything about fans. baseball. You said the teams. I'm like, that sounds crazy, well, but had... Ted's told me crazy stuff before. It does feel plausible. It's Oklahoma, <laughs> man. You know? I don't know. You're a it's boomer just... sooner guy. You know? 
it's just about the fans. But you got a picture, right? Let's say Maryland and they made it to a regional. Let's say Maryland's in the College World Series. Like ever since I was a kid, like my whole family loves College World Series. Like I'd go down there and watch them play. But you bet your ass I'm going to that bar and putting down jello shots to represent for Maryland. <laughs> Dude, so I feel like really it's not even about the best baseball team. Like Wake Forest is just too small of a school. They don't stand a chance at the shots. I feel like you need a big school in a town that doesn't have professional sports, i.e. Michigan, Texas, Ohio State, the Gators, like uh, what Georgia Bulldogs. They're not in Atlanta, right? They're in what, Oxford or something? Athens. Athens, yeah, like you need, yeah, that's that's the winning combo right there. I think last year it was Old Miss. Yeah, there you uh, go. Nothing. Here yeah. we go. June twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. Old Miss fans purchased eighteen thousand seven hundred seventy seven shots and setting a new record at a local bar's annual challenge. Oh my <laughs> god! Okay, whoever can hotty toddy boys, <laughs> whoever came up with that as a marketing genius be because Jello shots count or cost nothing and they're selling 18,000 of them even at $4 a piece you're talking about $72,000 from one team well and that's the thing jello shots i they're big in bars now up here and it's like they're usually like 2 bucks a they're like a dollar 50 or 2 dollars you're right and like i don't feel like i'm getting as <laughs> i don't know which bar you're going to i don't know <laughs> i don't know i was like that's what i'm charging 4 bucks <laughs> yeah well, you know, in Omaha, <laughs> I yeah, bet there's a true. dollar in Omaha. Like those people in Omaha are just like, thanks for coming, everybody. Honestly, <laughs> Omaha, cool town, man. I was there last year. I actually really like it. Um, but yeah, you're you you yeah, you probably can only charge like a dollar or two there. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Good town. Uh, Good people. Uh, I want to get Omaha. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come back and finish up. All right, welcome back. Thank you to all our sponsors out there. Uh, also, like, I feel like I got to mention this. If you're in the Cape Cod area, stop by, stop by Smith Family Popcorn. And also now, enjoy the Smith Family Beer Garden. What? <laughs> they got that a lot of things happening wild. out there. Yeah, oh, Matt, they even have a food truck that makes, like, giant, pre- like, almost like a calzone out of a pretzel stuffed with stuff. What? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's like my cousin was describing it to me. I'm like, oh, all three of us could hang out there. <laughs> like Cobb could walk around and look at popcorn stuff and kick it with me in the beer garden. I was like, Matt will kick it. He just won't drink. I was like, but he, and my cousin's like, oh, we got this. We got that. I'm like, nice. And then <laughs> real quick, here's being a Seattleite. He goes, we're going to have coffee, too. And I go, dude, I don't know if I do that, man. He's like, well, parents or. You know, people not drinking might want to coffee. I go, yeah, but that's just a long process and taking all the orders and making stuff. And he's like, easy, Seattle. I'm not having an espresso stand. We're going to have like a window where we sell drip coffee, you know, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep, that makes more sense. <laughs> you say coffee stand to me. I'm like, ooh, espresso. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Mr. Cobber, let's read some emails. All right. Uh, we got three this week. Um, first one, hair loss and personal theories. Uh, so actually, I got got a little bit of action on the. Um, I was talking about the uh, that vitamin C shower head and not using head and shoulders. Well, I got a few texts from various listeners who were curious. So um, I forgot to have them take progress pics. Ted, one of them is a member of your family, a family known for losing their hair early. So that'll be All interesting. Right. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, uh, it was definitely an obscure theory. So yeah, let's see. Um, so far, no, no success so far. No results to report. <laughs> Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. First, I'm sorry for not emailing more. I just haven't had anything to say on recent casts. No worries, man. No worries. No worries. <laughs> we just we take them as they come. Some days we get 15 and some days we get zero, you know, part of the biz. Uh, first, for the hair loss, you're both right. If you go bald, you're out of luck unless you get implants. However, if you treat it while you're in the process of losing it, it can sometimes be halted or reversed. That's like the entire point of keeps as a business. And people do claim it works. No idea about the vitamin C thing, but it does promote skin health, so it kind of tracks. As for personal theories, I swear by zinc supplements for heading off colds and stuff. Dude, me too. Every time I feel like I might be about to get sick, I take Cold Ease, the box for which definitely reads like pseudoscience nonsense. However, I haven't been sick in like four years since I started doing it. Aside from COVID taking me down for two days over Memorial Day weekend last year, I'll just chalk it up to COVID being too powerful and keep taking my maybe placebo for other bugs. Love the podcast. Chris. Uh, I'm there too. I'm I'm all about that cold easing stuff. If I feel even a tickle in my throat, I'm like, all right, put a little lozenger in. <laughs> the thing is, there's like no downside on that stuff. Like if you were not, if you're low on zinc, like it might help you just by like, you know, getting you to that, to back to a hundred percent. And like, if you had enough zinc, then you just pee it out and you wasted like what, $6 or something like, yeah, why not? I mean, I had this conversation this weekend. Somebody was like, you should take this for the hangover tomorrow. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Like, I know that there's also, you know, like liquid IV. Then there's something else besides like, basically it turned on this conversation of which bet, which is better and this and that. And I was like, wow, at the end of the day, if you're just putting electrolytes in your water, I think we're all on the right path. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Ted, you've you've seen the light. You know that there is a superior path, which is weed. <laughs> oh, I know. I was talking about this, this weekend, right? It's like, man, when you're that hungover, like you don't even feel like eating yet. And I was yeah. like, uh, yeah, take a take a little, take the edge off a little bit. You'll be you'll be fired back up. Yeah, don't talk to me about er- electrolytes. <laughs> yeah, like literally, I said that to somebody this weekend. They're like, well, I don't really smoke a bunch, and I go, look, I'm not I'm not trying to get you stoned. <laughs> I'm like, take one little hit or take one little bite of this edible. Like you'll you will feel better and you will be hungry. It's like where we got reservations. Like we got to go eat it. We got to go eat this meal at this restaurant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, I didn't cause this. Okay, I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> like I'm going to smoke either way and enjoy my life. Right, like people, exactly. people like, act like it's like like they're doing you a favor by smoking. You're like, I paid for this weed. Like I'm not. You're not helping me. I'm just trying to help you. You know, like, help me help you. I don't know. You know what I mean, though, Ted. Like sometimes when people are like very defensive about it. Yeah. Like I don't. I'm just trying to help you, man. <laughs> it's like, bro. I I don't care if you smoke weed. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. This uh. This email is a short one. Big chicken is real. August. <laughs> I called it. Yep. Long I will ago. say, Matt, my new neighborhood, like the uh, the deli stays open later. There's always plenty of rotisserie chickens when I get home from work. Oh, that's great. That's huge. And actually, yeah. even even Costco ran into big chicken. I mean, they they had to buy like their whole own organization top to bottom to just no longer be under the thumb, the oppressive thumb of big chicken. Thank you. <laughs> I read that article, too. <laughs> I think that was like four years ago. 
Yeah, we probably talked about in the cast. Yeah. yeah. Um, greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the, all land. the land. Long time emailer, first time listener. I uh, Ted, <laughs> it was cool getting to meet you in. <laughs> that was kind of funny. That is kind of funny. Right? <laughs> Ted, it was cool getting to meet you in person at Tony V's Garage and winning the guitar signed by uh, Three Days Grace and even caught the shower afterwards. Oh, I, Ted, I was expecting you to respond. Okay. <laughs> I, think, I think I know who that was. I, the shower after. Oh, I, maybe they were going to a shower. Yeah, maybe a baby shower. Is that from Austin? Uh, he did not sign his name. He signed an alias. So. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> All good. Um, my crazy theory is that niacin will help you pass a drug test for marijuana. Oh, I believe that. Uh, if you look it up online and ask some doctors, they will tell you it doesn't work. But I can tell you from experience, from being a chubby everyday smoker for a long time, a few hundred milligrams of niacin in about a 20-minute sauna session, three to five days in a row, will completely clean out your system. LARP on, my friends. Naughty boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Same dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It was funny. When I first walked in, it's like him, and I think it's his fiance and his buddy are shooting pool. And I was just like, what's up, guys? And then, like, as the event went on and got a little crazier and stuff, I just kept popping back in there. I was like, all right, you guys are you guys are about my speed. Yeah, they <laughs> right? sound like a They're good vibe. <laughs> I think they did. And they were just like, they were, I mean, they were having fun, but they weren't like rip roaring drunk. They were just like drinking beer, beer and like had gotten there early, like got the pool table. I was like, all right. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like, um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. Agreed. All right, let's check in with what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening, hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Check out with what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening, hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Check out with what's mattening. I've been going to a bunch of Firebirds games, um, all of them, and uh, they've been winning them. They won the first two games of the finals um, by a combined score of nine to nothing. So five nothing and then four nothing uh, consecutive shutouts. That was uh, I mean, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm literally was, looking over the corner of my TV and just watching them skate around with the Stanley Cup right now. Yeah, yeah. The um, playoff hockey is just so fun. Um, the game tonight went to overtime, but they lost. So not thrilled about that. But it's two one in the AHL Calder Cup Finals, um, and so yeah, it's just it's just been amazing, you know, connecting and going to the games. The whole community is just fired up about it. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's fun when your team's winning. It's fun for the town. It's our first year in existence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're a Kraken fan, you know, try and check these games out. Follow along. Um, you know, a lot of guys that played up there this year are are back down here doing their thing. And, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I've, yeah, I've also golfed at my uh, workplace twice at a, the side of the course that I didn't play last year. All right. And, um, <clears throat> it's terrifying. And we've talked about, like, there's, you know, it's it's in mountains, 
So there's just a lot going on on the course to make it work in a crazy, you know, elevation and natural terrain. Um, and the houses on the side, on the sides of the fairways are also pretty nice. So you definitely don't want to be like shanking balls into it. But I mean, it's been wild, but uh, shot a 91 and an 87, which nice. very stoked about because yeah, this, this side's the harder side. There's two courses. The one I played last year was easier. Um, people say about like five or six strokes, but I'm out there, you know, shooting even better. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome uh, that they let us play there in the summer. Cause it's, it's a nice course. So what's yeah. par? Huh? 72. What's... Wow. Yeah. Dang, that's impressive. That's yeah, a good, so that's go, a good score. Yeah. I go out trying to shoot a 90 every time and that's just a bogey every hole. So if I just mentally adjust myself to like thinking bogeys are good and bogeys are the plan and then pars and birdies are bonuses, you know, um, I cannot drive myself crazy. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's fun to test your, skills on a new course i would say you know just because of the layout i'm very like you know conservative and just like playing simple golf just trying to hit the ball right there and not think about where i don't want it to go because there's a lot of places so i just felt myself be laser focused out there and yeah it showed up on the scorecard i'm pretty pretty pleased with myself on on those scores so yeah i mean been off but if you were like man is Matt just down there following the firebirds and golfing you it's like yeah you nailed it (laughs) (laughs) just adds up my uh, computer's dying so we gotta wrap this up but Matt you will appreciate uh right it's like you know I have some family members listen to the podcast and like ask something oh we were talking about your ice cream order and I like like, I'll say it to you so when I'm like behind your back I go look I go the guy does three things man he freaking works out he plays golf and he likes to eat. So like you shouldn't <laughs> yeah. be surprised in a very specific like golf or ice cream thing. Dialed in. Dial right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. topic. All right, we'll make it quick. This one since Ted's computer's dying. This one is a challenge. You've been accepted for an experiment. You must stay in a room with nothing but a bed toilet food and water and no human contact for one month if you succeed for the whole month without giving up you get five million dollars do you accept and what are your coping strategies to avoid mental breakdown boys feel free to email us email at thepodcast.com how big is the room uh prison cell so how big is the room yeah prison cell so eight by twelve I mean, I'd like to say yes, but that's why solitary works because it drives people insane. That would be that would be tough. That's true. I feel like if there was a window, it would help a lot. But yeah, one month is that's no joke. Although there's situations where we could end up in that situation and not get paid. So I probably I personally would do it. I would try. Oh, I would try it. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd try it for sure. I mean, I'd like to think that something like that would be like, you know, I just meditate my way through it and do push ups and, you know, just just do all the things that I tell myself, 
you know, I, I want to do more of, and you know, the, the world gets in the way and yeah. Yeah. I wish I could have books like in prison. Um, but you know, it'd be meditation and, and working out and addressing my mobility more than my strength at this point, based on how I think about training. Yeah. If you just like spend the whole month stretching. Basically. Yeah. Stretching <laughs> and breathing. And then, you know, at certain points thinking about $5 million to, you know, get back on track and stretch it out through the whole month. I like yeah. they open the door and Matt's like, close the door. I've done enough yoga. I can reach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never leaving here. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with 5 million now. I like it in here. Right. <laughs> yeah. You just reach Nirvana. You're like, I'm good. Keep it. <laughs> and call it what you want. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh we'll be back next week uh there you go getting it done uh for mctp for cobb i'm the ted smith this is the podcast cheers